Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Andrew Maleknia and I'm a counselling psychologist. I have been using and teaching mindfulness for many years now. And recently I have come to realise that although we hear the word quite regularly in everyday lives, we don't really know what it is or where it comes from. We have been using mindfulness in psychology and therapy for the past 50 years or so. But what we don't recognise is that mindfulness goes back as far as Buddha. Buddha, when he was searching for enlightenment, came to realise that mindfulness is the answer to ending suffering. So today, I wanted to talk about that a little bit more. So for us to understand that this is not a new concept and understand that mindfulness is something that it has been as part of our history for over 2,000 years and it is something that we should all adopt in our lives. So some of you might be very familiar with Buddha and the history of Buddha and I'm not going to go too much into that. However, what I'm going to talk about is how Buddha at the age of 29 left his palace and his kingdom in the search for finding the solution to end suffering. And it took him six years to reach that enlightenment or awakening. Buddha grew up in the palace and he was shielded from religious teachings and from knowledge of human suffering. One day Buddha decided to leave the palace without telling anyone to just see what goes on in his kingdom and outside the doors. He then came across a newborn baby, a sick man, a crippled old man and the corpse of a dead man. And he realised that there is this concept that he knows nothing about. He realised that there is suffering in the world. So he left in the search of that enlightenment. For two years he became a holy man and thought by self-denial and discipline he can learn how to end suffering. But that wasn't meant to be and he realised that it doesn't matter how much you suffer and how much you put yourself under physical pressure and strain, you still suffer. And there are stories about Buddha who was living on one grain of rice a day to the point that he almost died and yet he realised that his suffering hasn't ended. So Buddha sat under the Bodhi tree and he meditated for over 49 days. He was 35 at this point and the villagers used to bring him food and water and they used to sit and talk to him. And Buddha was just contemplating and is still searching, looking for that enlightenment, looking for the answers. And he looked within and trusted himself, grounded and anchored to the earth. He realized that everything on this earth is connected. It was at this point that Buddha believed that suffering comes from envy, jealousy and dissatisfaction with life. Buddha reached nirvana or awakening by realizing 
that enlightenment doesn't come from indulgence nor pain and suffering. Enlightenment is just this, paying attention to now. I don't necessarily want to spend too much time on this because this is not what this session is about, but there is a long history in Buddhism why mindfulness is recommended. And um, Buddha put it in simple terms, and it says, do not dwell in the past. Do not dream of the future. Concentrate the mind on the present moment. So what this really means is that we are constantly rushing through life without stopping to notice much. We need to pay more attention to the present moment, to our own thoughts and feelings, and to the world around us. We are always rushing for the next thing. We always believe that the next thing would bring us happiness. The next big car, the next big house, the new relationship, more money. But the reality is, once we reach that point, we then realize we want some more. So we never feel content. We can never spend time in the present and appreciate what we already have. As mindfulness has been used as a psychological concept, it has been under scrutiny and subjected to research for the past few decades. And there are numerous amount of papers and research and studies available that shows how effective practicing mindfulness can be for our well-being. How it can improve our mental health. There are studies that show that practicing regular mindfulness can be as effective as antidepressants. It can help us with our well-being. It can help us to deal with anxiety, panic attacks and depression. We spend our lives looking into the past, wishing that we should have changed things, wishing that we could have done things differently. But we know that we can't turn back the time. We know we don't have that control. And then we put all our hopes and dreams into the future. What would it be? What could it be? And yet, what is really happening is that we're missing on the present moment. We're not aware of what goes on around us. We spend time with each other with our families, with our friends. And yet, we don't appreciate those moments. This awareness is called mindfulness. Mindfulness can help us enjoy life more and understand ourselves better. Mindfulness takes effort, it takes commitment, and it takes practice. But I can assure you, by taking the steps to develop it within our own lives can improve our mental well-being. Mindfulness means knowing directly what is going on inside and outside ourselves, moment by moment. It's easy to stop noticing the world around us, to lose touch with the way our bodies are feeling, and to end up living in our heads 
caught up in our thoughts without stopping to notice how these thoughts are driving our emotions and behaviour. Reconnecting with our bodies and the sensation we experience. This means waking up to the sight, sounds, smells and taste of the present moment. Having awareness of our thoughts and feelings as they happen moment by moment is about allowing ourselves to see the present moment clearly. And this could change the way we see ourselves and our lives. Mindfulness can help us to enjoy the world around us and to understand ourselves better. When we become more aware of the present moment, we begin to experience fresh things that we have been taking for granted. Mindfulness allows us to become more aware of the stream of thoughts and feelings that we experience and to see how we could become estranged in that stream in ways that are not helpful. Mindfulness allows us to step back from our thoughts and start to see the patterns. We can train ourselves to notice when our thoughts are taking over and realize that thoughts are simply mental events that do not have to control us. Most of us have issues that we find hard to let go and mindfulness can help us to deal with them more productively. This in turn can help us notice signs of a stress or anxiety and help us deal with them better. However, when it comes to practicing mindfulness, there are some essential and fundamental factors that you need to bear in mind. Firstly, non-judging. By being impartial, witness to your own experience. Observing without judging helps us see what is on our mind without editing or analysing it, or worse, getting lost in our thoughts. Second is non-striving, to have no goal other than to be ourselves. It's not about achieving happiness, relaxation or anything else. Thirdly is acceptance. A willingness to see things the way they are by fully accepting what each moment offers we are able to experience life much more completely next is the ability to let go of our thoughts ideas events things desires views hopes and experiences both pleasant and unpleasant it is about allowing things to be as they are without getting caught in our attachments or our rejection of them. It means to give up resisting or struggling and allowing things to be as they are. Watching our breath is a great starting place for this practice. Beginner's mind, which means being free from expectations from past experience, removing the attachments to the past, and by just being, 
watching the moments unfold with no agenda other than to be fully present, using the breath as an anchor to together our attention to the present moment. Next is having patience, remembering that things must unfold in their own time. An alternative to the mind's restlessness and impatience, not letting our anxieties and desire for certain results dominate the quality of the moment. And finally is trust, trusting in ourselves and our feelings. A feeling of confidence that things can unfold within the dependable framework that embodies order and integrity. The practice of mindfulness is not about making things happen, but instead is about just being, allowing the breath to move in and move out, to breathe in and to breathe out, to acknowledge the thoughts and letting them go. Not trying to stop anything, not trying to change anything. Just accepting the way things are. So finally, I'll leave you with this quote from Buddha, who said, An untroubled mind, no longer seeking to consider what is right and what is wrong, a mind beyond judgments, watches and understands. So I hope today has been helpful to understand mindfulness in more depth, to understand its benefits and advantages, as well as its history dating back to Buddha. By practicing mindfulness, we can deal with our anxieties better. We can do better. We can be better. So please keep practicing and be mindful about everything you do, starting with the breath. Thank you so much for listening.